Welcome to the Live Your Wildest Life podcast. I'm your host, Gabriella Wilder, certified mindset coach and personal development junkie. I'm a positivity queen and a huge advocate for living your wildest life. Here's to us girls, the dreamers, the doers, the ones that live unapologetically and always want more. Each week, I'll be dishing out quick mindset tips and interviews with people who are following their dreams and living their wildest life. If you want to learn what it takes to go from broken babe to boss babe, you are in the right place. It starts with your mindset and a whole lot of spiritual tools that we will be sharing too. Now, are you ready to stop letting fear hold you back? Take charge of your life and start living the wildest version of it. Ready, set, let's do this. Happy Wednesday, babes. I am so excited for this week's interview episode. This week on the podcast, we have witch and intuitive business coach Kelly Dawn. So Kelly Dawn is a witch and intuitive business coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. She helps women awaken and activate their inner witch energy so they can reach their next level in business. Guys, I found Kelly through social media and immediately resonated with her posts and her message and just how she comes at the spiritual community with honesty and really just tapping into that inner witch of yours and immediately when I found her on Instagram um, and Facebook actually I found her on both um, I downloaded her inner witch meditation and I did it a couple times before we recorded this episode and we actually talk about it in the episode and so you'll hear about that in the episode but Honestly, I was so excited to record this episode and she did not disappoint. We packed so much useful information in such a short episode that this is one you definitely don't want to miss. So um, yeah, today on the podcast, we have Kelly Dawn and I hope you guys love it just as much as I loved recording it. On the podcast today, we have Kelly Dawn, and I am so excited to have her on. Thank you, Kelly, for joining us. Ah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so I'm going to get you to introduce yourself and just give us a little backstory on you and how you got started in the coaching business. Cool. So I'm an intuitive business coach and I work mainly with witchy women and spiritual entrepreneurs to help them really awaken and activate their own inner witch energy. And I got into this work back around 20... 2016, I started into coaching because before that, um, I had gone through a lot of stuff in my personal life, like when I was younger, like depression, drug abuse, and I had created like quite a transformation in my own personal life. And then I started a cleaning business back in 2013. And when I started that business, I dove headfirst into personal development, spirituality, and I like, I went down the rabbit hole and I became obsessed with it. And then through that process, I discovered coaching. I'm like, 
I want to help people. Like I've been through a lot of stuff. I have started a business. Like I've done some things to really create the reality that I wanted. And so I wanted to help other people do the same. And then from there, it's just really transitioned. So I started off as more of like spiritual life coaching, talking about manifesting, creating what you want. And then I really got back into my own spiritual practice along this path back into witchcraft. So I started doing readings and energy healing and things like that. And now it's progressed into business coaching because my community is filled with women who really feel called to do the work that they want to do. And there are a lot of like psychics, energy healers, witchy women, right? Um, But they're noticing that they're just having a hard time putting themselves out there. And then I also have other women in my community who are beyond the beginning stage of their business, but they really desire to tap into that part of themselves, like that inner witch. And when they do that, that's when they fully step into their power. They're trusting themselves more. And I just love to support them along that journey. I love that. Okay, so I know you kept bringing up the word witch, and um, I've actually done your inner witch meditation, which is fantastic. Uh, I did it this morning too. I was like, all right, let me get into the vibe. Um, So I know you identify with the term witch. You obviously use that in a lot of the way you speak to your clients. Um, And you have a course called Witch Queen. So, what does being a witch mean to you? Like, when you hear that word, what does that like? What does that bring up in you? Um, Because I know the term is being a lot like a lot more widely used in social media and it's being thrown around a lot. And I feel like everyone kind of has their own interpretation of what it means. So what does that mean for you? Yeah. I love that it's experiencing like a resurgence in popularity because when I got into it, it was back in the nineties and that was another high point. It was like before the internet, but it was like really popular back then and seeing it happen again, it just, it makes me so happy. But for me, I feel being a witch just has to do with feeling really connected to not only the natural world around us, but also the universe, spirit realm, whatever you want to call it. So different people's practices look unique to them, but it's really about just feeling really connected to your intuition and to the world around you in a deep way and just honoring nature, honoring the the things that we can't see and not just seeing with our physical eyes. It's really opening up to what's available to us in the universe. I love that. And then you're like, I know with your inner witch meditation, you help us um, like identify who that is and just really connect with her. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about your inner witch? Yeah. So I started doing this visualization. um, I'm not sure how long ago it was. It was years ago. And it was almost like she was my future self. And when I first met her, like I would visualize myself and I would visualize myself in the future that I wanted to manifest. So I would see the house, I would see what was going on. And over time, I'm like, she's like, my witch. Like she is the person who she does the magic. She does the things she gets the results that she wants. And so for her, like she's sort of, um, she's always been in her like forties, which now that I'm in my forties, I'm like, it's weird. Cause she's not aging. She's the same age as me now. <laughs> <laughs> but she changes the way she looks. Like she doesn't always look the same, but her energy's always the same. And so my own inner witch, she's super grounded. She's really focused. And I love that because I tend to stay up in my upper chakras very easily. And so connecting into her energy and it being so grounded really helps me. And then I always go to her if I have like questions around certain things that I'm manifesting because she has that, that different viewpoint that I can't always see. Because I also see her inner witch as sort of like our, our higher self. And so it's an aspect of ourself. It's nothing outside of ourselves, but it's just us in a different, maybe in a different dimension that we can access and get answers from. I love that. So like when I do meditations to connect with my higher self, which I actually talked about a couple episodes ago, um, I visualize her with like pink hair. 
And then um, when I did the Inner Witch one, she also had pink hair. It was a different shade of pink, but um, it was like a grayish pink. And I got out of meditation and I was like, whoa, that was literally the exact same shade of like pink that I tried on in a wig yesterday. So I was like, that's so strange that she came up with that color hair. Cause I was like, I literally had it on yesterday. Um, just a little fun thing that came so up. Cool. I was like, that's, it was so weird. I was like, okay, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, so I know you mentioned that you are an intuitive business coach. Um, what exactly does that mean? So I know a lot of people are like that, listen, either have a business during the beginning stages of their business or they're wanting to start a business. So what does it mean to really have an intuitive business coach tap into that intuition and live and run your business authentically from that like soul's place? Yeah. So two pieces around this. Firstly, I help my clients tap into their own intuition. So okay. tools, techniques, things that have helped me. And then as an intuitive myself, um, I will read into what's going on with a client. So if they're feeling blocked around something, if they're, they're wondering what's like most in alignment with their path, I'll go in and do a reading. And it's not so much to tell them what to do, but it's just to give them different insights and different aspects of what's going on. And so like I'll have, I do um, like business intensive sometimes with people and it's like a reading combined with a business session and we'll map out offers. And just by having someone in a conversation like this, I'll be able to read their energy and tune in. And as they're speaking, I get like hard yeses as to what's in most alignment with them. And I can just read their energy. And then I sort of like ask them questions around that. We probe a little bit deeper. And then what usually happens is that like, they're like, holy shit, like this is it. This is exactly what I know I'm meant to be doing. I've been holding back. And then it just allows the, like the gateways to be opened with that intuitive work combined. I love that because it's not like you're saying this is what you're supposed to do. You're just offering that guidance of like, this is what I see for you. If it feels aligned, awesome, go and run with it. Exactly. And what happens too a lot is that people will come to me for business stuff and then they might have relationship stuff going on in the background. And during a reading, that's when a lot of things will come out that the client might not even be aware of that's affecting their business. So I might pull cards. I might just tune into their energy. I'll be like, what's going on with this over here? Let's talk about this. And then we open that that up and that helps things with their business as well well yeah because they say that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything and like the way you show up in one area is the way you're showing up in all the rest and I feel like that's something that's not really talked about that often because it's like you focus on the different aspects but you're not really bringing them all together and I feel like limiting beliefs show up like mirrors and patterns and if it's in one area it's going to be somewhere else absolutely yeah yeah I love that um okay so i know you said that you help them um with like different options different offers with that guidance so how important is it to create a business that's like super aligned for you specifically because i feel like there's a lot of people that they jump around i know myself i've jumped around a lot i'm like maybe i want this maybe i want that maybe i like this and it's not until recently that i really like sat down and was like no what feels aligned, what feels right. And then I've been working with that and I've been working a lot with human design lately and aligning all that. Um, so how important is it to just like find that and run with it instead of trying a hundred different things till you like get to that one thing? 
I feel it's so, so important to sit down and just ask yourself what you really want. Because I know for myself in my own entrepreneurial journey, like when I started my cleaning business, that wasn't like a true soul desire. That came from a place of it's probably going to be easy to start up, low cost, and I know how to do it. And I'm pretty sure I can get clients and I just want to make money. I got into that. And a few months later, I'm like, this is not what I want my life to be all about. But I also believe we need to be following the breadcrumbs and acting on those nudges as we go along. And we're not always going to sit down and get the like the perfect thing coming through as far as like, okay, what's the aligned work for me right now? And we might not always get where we're going to end up, but it's still going to lead us there. But I feel the most important thing is to tune out the noise and tune out what everyone else is doing, which can be difficult with social media because we see people doing all these different cool things. And it's so easy to look at other people and be like, oh, she's created this and she's doing this. So maybe that's the direction I meant to move in. I find it's kind of, it's tricky because it can be inspirational, but at the same time, we need to really go back within, ask our inner witch, ask our higher self, what's in most alignment for us, and then act from that place. And when we're doing that, I feel that goes way beyond our business. That has to do with creating the life that we want in general, and everything just moves into alignment and everything flows so much easier when we're just constantly, constantly following our own inner voice. I love that. Um, so going back to what you just said about like comparing yourself and um, like doing that all like, like scrolling constantly throughout the day to like see what everyone else is doing so you know what you have to do. Um, what would you say to somebody who's like in that pattern of comparison or scrolling um, and really just not having that inner confidence of what they're supposed to do because they're looking to external sources or external voices? Um, what's some advice that you would give them? Yeah. Firstly, I would say get off the internet, like social media detox and which can be really hard. I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but get the F off social media and just stop consuming other people's content. That would be the big thing. And then secondly, around that, like if you imagine if you had all the money you wanted and you could do whatever you wanted to do all day long, what would you do? What would you say to people? What kind of content would you create? What kind of programs would you love to create? And just always coming from that space. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, and then, okay. I know you talk a lot about on your Instagram posts and guys will link, um, all of her contact info in the show notes. So you guys can go give her a follow as well. Cause her Instagram content is gold. Um, I know you talk a lot about like not spending your days working extremely hard or hustling and just really being aligned with your offers and what you're offering and loving your days and just doing what feels right for you. So how important is it to approach a work day with that sense of alignment and that trusting um, to like what you're supposed to create, what you're supposed to promote, what you're supposed to do instead of the like task mentality of the harder you work, the more you're going to get. I love this because I come from a background of you hustle hard, you work really hard, then you get the money. I come from a super like old paradigm. Like it was ingrained deeply. And I'm also a projector. So I didn't realize like working long hours and hustling was just so far out of alignment for me. But what I noticed is the more I like detached from my work. So I would show up on social media. I write the posts. I send the emails. I do the podcast. I do the things. And then living your life is so important because that's when you're in, you're in flow, you're in the zone and people are always attracted to our energy. And imagine the energy of someone who's like hunched over their laptop all day, like white knuckling their way through content creation, you know, stressing out because they're checking their email every 10 minutes, refreshing things to see if someone signed up for their program. The energy of that compared to the person who is, you know, going for a massage or having sex or getting their nails done or relaxing and watching Netflix or cooking or doing something 
something that really lights them up. Like it's a totally different vibe. So it's a really a balance of showing up in a way that feels good for you because some people do like to show up more often than others, but showing up consistently in a way that feels good for you. And then detaching and living your life without your energy being tangled up in your business all the time, because that's where we create some like funky, I don't know, some funky energetic, like what's the word I'm thinking of here? Like congestion, right? Got so it. we want to separate things and we just want to like live the life, do the things that make us happy. And the more we're in that place, the more energy is going to be elevated and people are just going to be magnetized to us. I love that. Cause like I heard once that and it like resonated so hard that I'm like, oh, I just keep it like right here. Um, that the people that are going to be attracted to you are the people that are going to want to live a life that you're living. And if you're sitting in front of your computer all day or <laughs> you're hitting that refresh button, like you mentioned, like you're not setting off, you're not giving off the energy that like magnetism of I'm available, my energy's bomb. Like you're going to want to live the life that I'm living. Everybody wants that freedom, everybody wants to live that life on their terms. But I feel like if you're in that hustle state, like nobody, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why we left our jobs. So we didn't have to live that life. Right. Oh, I love that. Okay. So now I'll talk about selling. Cause I feel like that is a block that hits so many people, whether they're starting their business, whether they're at a plateau in their business. Um, so I feel like a lot of, I've heard a lot of intuitives and like spiritual business people, um, they have this belief or this fear around selling because it's more like I need to be of service. Um, I need to like help people. And so they have like a block or a fear around selling or promoting themselves or their services. So like what's one way to avoid feeling that and really just stepping into your confidence and promoting your offer, promoting your services and not having that fear of selling or making money. Cause I feel like that's a huge one right now. Yeah. And I see this so often with spiritual entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of it has to do with our past life experiences because a lot of people, they were doing the work that they're doing now or something really similar, like healing work, coaching on some level, um, intuitive work. And back then in previous lifetimes, often it wasn't safe to do that kind of work openly. So it was done under the table or it was done in like a bartering system kind of way. And so the first piece would be like clearing anything from past lives. It could be blocking you around selling. But what I found is like, as long as I'm offering value, then it makes sense for me to get paid. And we look at other businesses and it's interesting in the coaching space, especially with spiritual entrepreneurs, how there's such a hang up around selling when it's like, you're running a business, you're supposed to make money. Every other business is selling all day, every day, like McDonald's, Nike, like every company out there, there's billboards, there's commercials, there's ads all over the freaking place. And yet you're afraid to share your gifts. And I feel it happens with us, especially because there's like so much tied up with the work that we do. So it's not just necessarily a product or a service that belongs to someone else. Like even when I had my cleaning business, I could sell no problem because that wasn't tied to my purpose and my mission. But once we start doing the work that's really our soul work, that's when it brings so much to the surface, like feelings of worthiness and am I good enough and am I ripping people off and all of this stuff comes through, which is why having your own business is like the best personal development tool on the planet. For real. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I feel like as long as you're offering value and you're leading with service and you're just inviting people to take that next step with you consistently, that's all you have to do. Like we, I feel too, like we create a lot of stories around selling and we use words like pitching and things like that, that kind of have like a masculine vibe to it. When it's just like, no, I'm going to tell people about what I've been through. I'm going to tell people what I believe and how I can help them. And then if they want to work with me, cool. Like I'm not holding a gun to anyone's head, forcing them to buy from me. And I feel like a lot of people just need to make that shift and say like, you know what? You're right. Like I don't go to a store and, you know, feel like weird amounts of pressure when I'm shopping. Like, unless you have like a really weird salesperson, but we just have to bring that sort of that viewpoint into our own businesses as well. Like we're in business, we're here to make money. We also get to serve people and it gets to be one beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be separate. Oh, I love that so much. Guys, I think that's the mic drop moment for the episode, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I love that. <laughs> um, Okay. So what's a tip that you can offer someone that is wanting to start a business? Cause everyone that listens doesn't necessarily have a business, but if they are, they're kind of feeling that let nudge or that call. Um, so what are some tips that you can offer them to start a solo line business if they don't know what they want to focus on or they haven't found that purpose or that path? Um, what's just one way to start? I would say grab a journal and just start writing out things and coming back to this place of if I didn't have to make money, like if money was not even part of the equation and I could just spend my days doing exactly what I wanted to do, what would I love to do? And just brainstorm my ideas around that. And then you can also take a look at the different things that you've been through yourself. So what kind of transformation have you led yourself through and how can you help people doing that thing or something similar to that? So like in my own past, like I had suicide attempts and drug abuse. I I've never worked with clients who are in that space. That's definitely not what I wanted to do. But I also know what it's like to feel really stuck, really frustrated and afraid to move forward in your life. So when I first started coaching, it was around creating the life that you want. And I just pulled from those past experiences. And so just working with what you already have and also knowing and trusting that what you've been through is enough to help other people. Because something I see a lot with new entrepreneurs is they think that they need to have 15 million certifications before they're able to help anyone. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with like taking courses and doing work like that if it feels aligned for you. But there's someone out there right now that you can help with the experience that you have. So just start with that and just keep following the nudges because it's probably going to change over time. Like what you start with in your business is probably going to shift a little bit and just giving yourself permission to let that flow and let that change when it needs to. I love that. So just being like open to the pivot when you feel called um, to switch things up. Oh, yeah. I love that. And also something to remember guys is that, um, the person that you're helping in your business is a past version of you. So exactly what Kelly was just saying, like you are qualified based on the stuff that you've already accomplished or gotten over or dealt with in your life. Like that's the thing that you should start helping people on. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Is there anything else before we get into rapid fire, um, that you feel called to share? And then I'm going to get you to let everyone know where they can find you on your website or social. Um, again, I'll put the links in the show notes, but anything else you feel called to share in this moment before we head into rapid fire? 
Mm, yeah. I feel like the big thing coming through right now is to just allow yourself to be fully you in the online space. Because what a lot of people do, myself included in the past, is that they they show up in a way they think they should show up. And we don't often even do it consciously, but when we're putting ourselves out there, it's easy to present ourselves like almost like with a mask. Like we not that we necessarily show ourselves off as being perfect, but just allow yourself to be fully you because the more you you are with your audience, the more people are going to be attracted to you. And I find, especially there's been a big shift in the coaching industry and people are moving more away from like that perfect, shiny, you know, image. They want real, they want raw, they want to work with other humans and they want to know that, you know, you're a real person. And so showing bits and pieces of your life, what's going on behind the scenes and what you actually believe to be true about not just things to do with your work, but with life in general, all of those things will allow the right people that are aligned for you to get even closer to you, to move into your world, into your vibe. And from that space, sales become a lot easier because they already know you. Oh, so good. Thank you. I love that. Um, okay, so then where can everyone find you? Your website, your social media, um, what's the best way to contact you? Cool. So the best place would be over on Instagram. And I'm I am Kelly Dawn over there. And I also have a Facebook group called the Bizwitch Society. So those are the two places that I hang out. Um, I do have a website, it's kellydawn.co, but I never do anything with it. <laughs> so it's just kind of hanging out there in the interwebs. <laughs> I love that. Okay, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Not really, yeah. Not really fast, but I mean, I just call them that because, yeah, we're gonna go. That's fine. Into them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, what is a daily practice or ritual that you have to do every single day? So, one thing, no matter where you are, no matter if you wake up late, like you're like, this needs to get done. So I do, I either journal, visualize, or do a combination of both. And I'm not super rigid with my morning routine, but it has to happen in some way, shape, or form every single day. So whether it's five minutes in the shower where I'm just like visualizing how I want my ideal life to play out, or I'm just like tuning in to like one specific thing that I'm manifesting, I always like set the intention, set the vibe for what I'm creating. And then Sometimes I'll spend like an hour journaling around it. Sometimes I'll do like ritual work around it, but that has to happen every single day. Oh my gosh, same. If I don't do a minimum of like 10, 15 minutes in the morning, I feel so like jumpy. I'm like, oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't do my thing. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, I love that. Um, so what's something recent that you've manifested? Ooh, I would have to say my new apartment. So that came about um, beautifully because I was in a space that I really liked and I had manifested that one really easily as well. But once I was living there for a bit, I realized like, okay, this isn't exactly what I want. Like it didn't have central air. It was on, it was in a beautiful old Victorian building, but it was on the third floor. And I'm like 20 years ago, I didn't mind climbing three flights of stairs. Now this just isn't nice for me. (laughs) And so I started thinking that it would be fun to live in a new building. And there was this brand new high rise that was being built in my neighborhood because I want to stay in the same area. And I could see the high rise being built from my old apartment. And so I would stare out at it and I would visualize myself living in like a super posh, like brand new building but that building wasn't going to be finished until the fall. I was like, I think I want to move beforehand. And so I would pop around online and look at available apartments. And I found this one, which is like, it's like a half million dollar apartment. Like I rent, I don't, I don't own it, but um, I found it and I ended up going to look at it the next day. And it was rented to me on the spot, no application process, no hassle, no nothing. And we're walking through and the guy's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, it's gorgeous. He's like, well, do you want it? Cause it's yours. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. It was so easy breezy and it has everything that I need. Like I absolutely love it. So that would probably be the, my favorite thing that I've manifested recently. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh guys, manifesting with ease. That's the way it is. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so what is a book that you are currently reading? Oh my gosh. I have a whole stack. Let me see. What, are you like me? One. Do you start one book and not finish it and then jump to the next? All the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> okay, have. good. The last couple of people I've been interviewing, they've been saying the same thing. And I'm like, yes, okay, I'm not alone. I can't, <laughs> unless it's, unless it's um, like a fiction book, I can't go all the way through it. I need to like jump. I am the exact same thing. I love, like, I'm a total bookworm, so I geek out and I read all the time. And I tend to stay in, like, different, like, categories. So right now I'm, like, super into, like, doing, like, occult work and ritual and things like that and diving into things that I used to feel were, like, sort of uncomfortable, which is why the favorite one, the one I'm reading right now is called Book of the Fallen. And it's satanic theory, ethics, and practice. And I identify as a Luciferian, but the whole word saying used to, like, even when I got heavier into witchcraft and even into Luciferianism, that word used to trigger me. And okay. so what I notice is that when I find something that I feel like, ooh, that makes me uncomfortable, I run towards it. Like I dive into it. So the more I've been reading about this, I'm understanding things on a totally new level and realizing that so much of what we've been taught around like Satan, things like that, um, how much of it is just religious propaganda and just sort of uncovering what people actually believe to be true who are into that practice. So I'm obsessed with it, just like learning more about it. Um, but yeah, so that's the, the book that I'm reading now. And it's cool because the first part is more information-based. And then the second piece is like energy exercises and meditations and things like that, that you that's can use cool. no matter what you believe in. So yeah, that's what I've been digging into. That's really, really cool. Um, okay. So what is a secret obsession of yours? So something that not most people know about you. Ah, um, I think some people might know this, but I'm obsessed with real estate and real estate shows. I think it was a real estate agent in a past life, but I binge on like million dollar listing LA and million dollar listing New York. And I just get like, when it comes to houses, I just like geek out over them. Like I prefer old houses as opposed to like the newer, more modern ones. But I just love, I love buildings. I love architecture and the whole like real estate game just kind of like excites me. So that's my, my little guilty pleasure is real estate dramas. I love that. Um, okay. Who would you want to be stuck in a 10 minute elevator ride with? Oh gosh. So many people, um, off the top of my head, I would say Alistair Crowley, who he was an occultist around the turn of the century, like 1900s. And he was known as like the wickedest man in the world or something like that. But a lot of his reputation, it was manufactured. Like he wanted people to think he was a certain way. And even though I don't resonate with like his work, really deeply. I'm still really curious to know what was going on in his mind because he really was a brilliant occultist and he brought a lot to the the work. Um, and he he had a lot of really interesting experiences that I would just love to like pick his brain and find out like, you know, the details of the different things that he had as far as like spirit communication and the different magical practices that he had. Cool. Wow. Um, okay. So throwing it back to MTV Cribs, if I were to pull open your fridge right now, what would I find? <laughs> I would love to tell you that it's filled with fresh fruits and vegetables and all things wonderful, but it's not. Um, I have. That's totally okay. <laughs> I think I have like a vodka cooler, like a white claw or something in there. I have some tofu and some greens because I'm a green smoothie addict. So my fridge always has some sort of greens in it. Um, and that's about it. I don't have much in my fridge because I shop at the market that's in my neighborhood and I tend to buy like what I need to eat for the next day or two. And I also don't like to cook. So a lot of the stuff I bring home is like pre-made. So yeah, my fridge is a barren wasteland except for maybe a little bit of alcohol and some tofu. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> um, okay. 
what is your favorite stone or crystal if you use them? Ooh, um, this has been a fairly newer stone I've worked with and it's Moldavite, which isn't necessarily, it's not a crystal, but I think they call it a tectite. So it was created like when a a meteor hit the earth um, Mm -hmm. in a certain part of the the earth and it's only available in that one spot, but it is like such a high vibe, like intergalactic kind of crystal to work with. And I was sort of like afraid to work with it at first because I heard people say like, it'll make you nauseous. And sometimes you have to work your way up to even being able to wear it. But I just took to it like really easily. And when I first started working with it, that's when I got like a lot of downloads for like the book I wanted to write, different things I wanted to do in my business. And it just sort of like, I feel like it opened me up creatively in a really cool way. I love that. I have like, when I went to New York, I bought this like mini one. It's literally like smaller than my fingernail. It's like so tiny. And then I also bought incense cones that have it embedded in there. So I've been using those, um, not often, but yeah, I, I really like that too. Cool. Um, okay. And then what, what's a favorite quote or piece of advice that you've been given? Ooh, favorite quote. And this goes back like years and years ago. It's do your best and forget the rest. And it's from Tony Horton who did the P90X workouts like back in the day. I used to do those. I used to love them. And I remember him saying that and that has stuck with me like way beyond like the workout zone. I take that quote with me all the time because I just feel it's so easy for us to get caught up in perfection and like waiting until we're ready, waiting until we feel like we have all our ducks in a row before we just go and take action. And when we just show up, we do the best we can and we just let things go. And we just kind of repeat that. Like we're going to move forward as long as we keep that in our mind. I love that. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, before we finish the episode, is anything else coming to you that you want to share? Um, I feel like we covered a lot. We this did. has been awesome. <laughs> That's why I'm like, we're quick and speedy, but we, we yeah. get a lot in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, So once again, just let everyone know where they can find you and I'll put them in the show notes again. um, So everyone can just follow you um, on Instagram and on Facebook. Cool. So over on Instagram is I am Kelly Dawn and on Facebook, the BizWitch Society. Amazing guys, go, go give her a follow. Her posts are fire. That inner witch meditation was fantastic. Oh my gosh. I'm going to literally keep doing it. I've done it, I think like four or five times now. And it's, I've been getting downloads each time. So, um, it's been awesome. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And if anyone does want to grab that meditation, you can get it for free at kellydawnco slash meditation. Perfect. We'll put that in the show notes too, guys. Cause it's so good. You definitely want to download that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, babes. How incredible was that episode? Kelly shared such great wisdom in that episode that I know it's one that I'm just going to keep going back to again and again and again whenever I just need that little hit of inspiration because she definitely, definitely did that in this episode. So for the journal prompt today in the episode, we talked about having that balance between life and work and really just being in alignment with what you want your life to look like and then living it. So today's journal prompt, I really want you guys to dissect and unpack what that ideal day would look like for you. So I want you guys to write in your journal, what does your dream day look like? If you could be doing anything during your day for your ideal day, what would that look like? When would you wake up? What would you be eating for breakfast? 
Who would you be eating your breakfast with? When would you be getting your workout in? Would you be scheduling work? Would you be on the beach? Like anything goes here. This is your ideal day. What would you be doing? And then I want you guys, after you journal that out, to take a look at it and see what parts of that ideal day you can start incorporating into your life right now. Because when you start showing up as your ideal self, as your inner witch, as your higher self, whatever phrase you resonate with, when you start showing up, living the days similar to the way that she would live them, it will become your reality so much quicker. It's crazy. It's so incredible. So just get super clear on if you were living your ideal day, money's no object, time is no object, what would your day look like? And if you want to write it out as a schedule, go ahead. If you want to just write it out and flow, like first I did this and then I did this. Oh my gosh. Write it out. What would your ideal day look like? And then how can you incorporate some of those things into your life starting today? Guys, such a big one. And then your affirmation for the week that I want you guys to repeat during the week is I'm living in alignment with my highest self. So again, I am living in alignment with my highest self. Guys, I say that out loud and I literally have chills all over my body. And that's exactly how I want you guys to feel when you're saying these affirmations. I want you to feel them. I want you to believe them. I want you to live them. That is how an affirmation works, is tapping into that feeling of it being truth. And then it will become truth. So I hope you guys love this episode. Um, And then yeah, the journal prompt is fire. And so is the affirmation. So if you guys do the journal prompt and you feel called to share it and tag me on Instagram, I love seeing all of your posts. I love seeing you guys tagging me and watching the episodes. Um, And then I'll definitely share and celebrate with you. I would love to see what your ideal day looks like. And then I can celebrate and hold you accountable to doing some of those things on a daily basis. So definitely if you loved this episode, Feel free to share it with your friends, um, put it on your social media that you're that you're listening, and tag me, and then I'll definitely reshare it and celebrate with you. You are now one step closer to living your wildest life. If you loved this episode, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and share it with your friends. Sharing's good karma. Tag me when you guys listen on Instagram at Gabrielle Wilder. And remember that you can find all of today's info in our show notes. Babe, you are a wild one. So go out and crush those goals and start living your wildest life. You are worth it. Ready, set, see you next week.